Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. That's at Joe Kilgallen Pod. I can't remember. I changed the Twitter handle. But you can follow me, most importantly. Just follow me. You don't need to follow the podcast. It's at Joe Kilgallen. Everybody, so sorry for the delay. I'm a couple days late on this week's podcast. Um, I had a guest who was supposed to come on, and they hit me up going, Joe, you wouldn't believe what's going on with me. And I'm like, what's what's wrong, friend? Are you okay? No one, I can't handle any more death right now. What What, what is it? Your dog's sick? What's going on? It's like, no, dude. I've had the most explosive, massive diarrhea in the history of diarrhea. He goes, I think I'm going to call some sort of, I think the New England Medical Journal or something. Someone needs to get out here and document this because I don't think it's ever happened like this before. I think I need to be in some sort of Guinness Book of Records or or whatever, but I just, I simply can't podcast with you. And I'm like, dude, man, this is a bullshit excuse. And then he showed me, he showed me the footage and it's, it's something else, man. It is, um, I don't know. I, I would describe it. I would describe what I saw, but I would be afraid that I would be ruining certain types of food toppings. And I don't, I just don't want to do that to you, my listeners, cause I love you all so much. So please forgive me for not having an episode on time this week. And also, I just feel like um, I'm going to be stepping up the game. I know I've said that a few times before, and I've never followed through on it, but uh, the weather is nice in Chicago now. I got some cool shit going on where I've, I've built up a better office situation for myself. And uh, you're going to see you're going to see a, a guy that's taking on this summer. I'm taking white boy summer to a whole nother level. It's going to be content boy summer out of this fucking comedian right here. I'll tell you that much. But as always, I got to thank the Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. I shot a little three and a half minute video. Uh, with one Danny Callis last night that is going to be up on the Patreon sometime this weekend. And I'm working on getting Danny Callis. He's, for those of you who are new to the podcast, Danny Callis is somewhat of a white whale of podcast guests. He is uh, a famed Chicago comedy producer, a one-of-a-kind person. He sounds like Mo from The Simpsons. He's got a real, hey, how you doing? I'm Danny Callis. How you doing? Like, he's kind of got that a little bit. He's he's like the only person who calls me Joey still. I was called Joey when I was like a Joey, a young kid, a child. But I think once I hit the age of like seven, I was like, let's knock it off with this Joey shit. Because this seven-year-old's trying to get strange. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, there's some eight and nine-year-old girls that have given me looks. I was a tall seven-year-old. And I don't want, I don't think a Joey is what they're looking for. They're looking for a Joe. So we got to knock it off, family. And then the family stopped calling. They respected my wishes. I got like a couple cousins who call me Joey. But that, I let that slide. Danny Cal still gets with calling me Joey. Because with that Chicago Italian accent he's got going on. Although I think he's more Greek and Irish than Italian, but he's got the look of an Italian, and he's from the Al Capone part of the suburbs. And he's, I let him get away with it. I do. I let him call me Joey. He's got a real, hey, Joey, dude, Joey, what are we doing, Joey? And that's like, I don't know, man, but I feel, I feel hungry. The way you say Joey makes me want to put, have some pasta nearby. It's just, that's how the voice sounds. So I got to thank you guys. So be on the lookout for some content this weekend. YouTube, I just released my a 45-minute YouTube video called Joe Kilgallen's Greatest Hits, Volume 1. Yes, I'm laughing because it is utterly ridiculous for someone to self-produce their own greatest hits. But then again, every band, their label came to them and said, let's do it. And they were like, sure, yeah, we'll have a greatest hits. I've got three comedy albums out, three full hours of stand-up, about full hours. I think a couple coming in at like 55 minutes. And I thought to myself, you know what? During the pandemic, I didn't get to hit the stage nearly as much as I wanted to, of course. Things being shut down. Didn't get the, you know, I'm a guy who who writes as I do. 
if there's no stand-up for five months, I'm not, you're not going to, maybe one or two jokes I came up with, but I need to be out and in a grind of hitting, hitting the stage, you know, doing, doing as many sets as I can. And that's when the, the brain starts to kick into overdrive. That's when I create my material. So I was kind of like, all right, I've got some new stuff. Like if you were to come to a show, everybody, and if you're listening to this on a Friday, I'm going to be in Davenport, Iowa tomorrow evening at the Renwick Mansion. If you're in the Iowa area, I, I don't know if there's tickets available, but look it up, the Renwick Mansion. And then I'm going to be at the Schaumburg Improv June, the ne- following weekend, whatever that Friday to Sunday is. I think that's June 9th through 11th, I want to say, or maybe June 10th through 12th. You guys have calendars, look it up. I'm not responsible for everything in your lives, okay? I'm giving you the info as best I can. I'll be uh, featuring for Steve Byrne, good friend of mine at the Improv out at the Woodfield Mall, Schaumburg, Illinois. I'm only about 40 minutes outside of Chicago. And then after that, I got some June stuff scattered around in the city. I'll probably be at Laugh Factory a few times. And then I'll, I'll update you guys on July and whatnot. And hopefully come fall, I already got two dates for Cincinnati, Ohio in October. Working on uh, some other cities in the Midwest. But I'd like to really come fall, winter, late fall, winter, after baseball season, I'm, I'm going to hit the road because I, I miss going town to town. I'm not going to go on long, long stretches, though, because I've got, I, got, I got the kids. I got a four and two year old. I don't want to be away from them for too long. I want a wife. I got a wife I love too. She'd be mad if I didn't mention that as well. Uh, but no, I, I've got I released the greatest hits on YouTube. So if you ever want to indulge, if you, again, maybe you're new to this podcast, I got to stop treating every podcast like it's the same old people. If you're new and you're like, I came across this randomly, is this guy a funny stand up? Check it out. I compiled my own greatest hits and I called it volume one because hopefully uh, every few albums. Every few hours of comedy I put out there, self-produced specials, or who knows, maybe the next one's with a big company, I will, you know, create a little more content and uh, I put out a greatest hits. A little less, uh, it's almost like when you go to a restaurant and you're like, what appetizer do I get? Do I want the shrimp? Do I want chicken fingers? Do I want the wings? Do I want hummus? Oh, wait a minute. They got a supersized platter here thing with, with, with all of it. Let's, let's be disgusting in order that. I don't know why. There are times where I'm like, I kind of want all of those things, but just some things you order and you just don't have pride when you order them. It's, it's, it's too much. You'd almost rather everyone individually order their thing than to combine it all. Because when it all comes through, you know everyone else in the restaurant's like, look at these fucking animals over here. Couldn't decide, so you order the whole appetizer menu. Have some self-respect. That's just how they view it. I uh, Let me check my mic here. I probably did this. Yep, I did it. I fucked up the mic. So you're, you're hearing a change in mic right now. That first five minutes was gold. I'm not, I can't. I just realized I, this is such, so fucking annoying about recording the way I am. Again, if you're a first-time listener, go listen to previous podcasts because normally I have guests and it's a little bit better of a flow. I have to say that when I use StreamYard, I have to still every time click on the right mic to use. Why is it not default settings? I don't know. If you're listening and you're a computer person, you're like, oh, Joe, you could probably go into default settings and it automatically defaults to it. Not every time it doesn't because I've looked through, I've made, I've tried to find that fucking option and it's just not there. So it's, it's a bitch is what it is. So maybe I'll increase the volume a little bit uh, up front to try to match the sound, but it won't work the same. Anyhow, I, that came in my mind because my fucking air conditioner went on in the background and I'm like, ah, damn it. Did I not hit the thing before? I need to come up with a fucking checklist of all this shit. I told you I, I fixed up the office a little bit, and that's what I got to do. I'm a guy who needs to follow a schedule. I never thought I was that guy before, but now it's becoming very clear to me that I'm the, I'm that person. I need to come up with a schedule. 
Anyway, I was talking about food. My my four year old son. I love both my sons, but they crack me up. And little kids are picky eaters. I I've under, I was a super super picky eater growing up, so I'm not even surprised by that. My sons would be. My wife's a picky eater still, kind of. I've since as I've grown up, I'm not, I don't consider myself a picky eater anymore. But there was times where I was just hot dogs and peanut butter and jelly, and that was all I was eating. So my son loves M and M's. Great. He also likes ice cream cones. Also great. We have these little mini like king cone things that he likes. I'm at the local Aldi. And they have, by the way, Aldi has name brands now. So don't poo poo Aldi. I'm there and they have on, on sale like these M&M king cone combos. So they're, they're official from the Mars people. And, you know, I'm like, hey, look, M&M's. He's like, ooh, M&M's. I'm like, on top of the ice cream. So this is a pretty sweet treat, right? Thinking I'm, I'm surprising him. He's going to be so pumped up and he had no, he wanted no part of it. And I realized I'm like, you do that sometimes, right? I tried to make him a turkey and cheese sandwich. No part of it. He wanted just turkey. And I go, you love craft singles though. This is a piece of cheese. He calls it square cheese. I go, we got a piece of square cheese mixing it with the turkey and bread. You like bread. You like turkey. You like cheese. Take a fucking bite, bud. Okay. I made this because it's, it's a good, it's better for you. I feel like to eat it like this. Nope. I'm like, so you just want loose turkey meat? Okay. Weird, but whatever. As long as you eat, you get to a point as a parent where you're like, as long as you're eating, I don't even give a shit. For the most part, obviously, you don't want them just stuffing their face with stuff that's going to make their teeth rot. That's a phrase you you stopped hearing when you were a kid and didn't hear again until maybe you were around kids. I remember hearing that a lot. You keep being that, your teeth are going to rot. When I was like seven, and I'm like, you know what? Stop calling me Joey. Stop telling me about my fucking teeth. Because I got some 89-year-old women to talk to. When I was seven, if you were older than me, you were a woman. That's how I viewed it. All right. Um, that if People cut that clip out of context. That'd be a really weird thing. You know what I mean? But I'm seven in this scenario, so it's, it's okay. Right? People got to view it that way. It's a weird world we're living in where every time you make a little joke, you're like, is that is that okay? I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm lately. Some of the earlier seasons, I'm like, oh, he'd have problems with that right now. Even when it's like the heart is in the right place with the jokes, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'd probably get in some trouble with that. He had one where he was talking to uh, the nurse who was biracial, and he used the the previous term that sounds like a, a cookie, but it isn't. Um, Milano is the name of the cookie, but the other term I'm not going to say. And uh, which I don't think it, I think it was. A, it's a people were like, now nah, we're past that. They don't. And then he's like, oh, I don't know. You know, he didn't know, and the people around him were just like, Man, it's okay. And they just told him the new word. And so it was a teaching moment. And you got to appreciate teaching moments whenever they arise. Now, everybody, just so uh, you know, I have been hosting the Lockdown Cubs podcast. It's part of a huge sports podcast network called Lockdown Pod. It's called, was it called the Lockdown Network? I screwed it up a few times. I keep calling it Lockdown Sports, but it's not. It's just the Lockdown Podcast Network. That's what it's called. And it's great. It's been going great. I'm, I'm, I'm loving every second of it. If you're a listener of that and you come over to this podcast, You'll know this one's got a little bit of a different feel to it. The Lockdown Cubs is very professional. I have to read ads. All this kind of, you know, it's got a big listenership already, and it's growing since I've taken over, and I've gotten a lot of great response. So thank you to everyone there. Um, I don't want the listeners of this podcast, the Joe Kilgallen podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub, to think that this still isn't my baby. This is still the baby, okay? But at the same regard, I think I was getting used to 
the new thing. And then, of course, Samantha Berkman, who's was a good friend of mine. She passed away during the midst of all this, you know, starting a new gig and trying to figure out a new schedule for everything. I was thinking about what days am I going to do the Joe Kilgallen podcast because the Cubs one is like a Sunday through Thursday situation because I released the episodes Monday through Friday. So I kind of got to be ahead of the game there. And and then and then Samantha died, of course, real fucking dick move on her part, though, to die at a time in which I had a lot of shit going on personally. You know, she could have waited until I was settled into my new gig. But but no, she just had to, to go off and, and, and pass away while I was still getting my feet wet. And, um, you know, Samantha, one day I'll see you up there and I'll this is the first thing I'll bring up. I'll be like, hey, real shit move on your end. You know what I mean? You couldn't have checked with everyone else's schedules before, right? That's, of course, a joke that I feel like Samantha Berkman would very much enjoy. I did mention that I wanted to cut up clips from the podcast episodes that she was on. She did a handful. And the Patreon subscribers, you were fortunate enough to hear a 10-minute bonus that she had did back in, I want to say, March, late February, maybe early March, um, in which, which I asked her a couple of really cool questions. And I, I, her answers, um, when I was listening to the playback, they did they... I, I was I got the waterworks got going as they as they say. Um, I was trying to think of another way of say crying because everyone always says the waterworks. You know, people always, there's always right. We get a little too hacky with how we describe things. Crying is always the waterworks, or they go like something's in my eye, or the tears. The tears just keep coming. Those those three examples always. You know, you want to come up with something new. I feel like um, my eyes started spitting. Nah, I don't know if I like that one. We'll brainstorm something. A new slang to come up with crying in a way that's acceptable. Because the waterworks has been said forever. We've got to step it up. What could be? I got, I got a little. I got a little. No, people say tear yet. I got a little. Uh, a little emotional in the eyeballs. The eyeballs. I got a little eyeball emotional. I got the eyeball sadness. The eyeball sadness isn't too bad. We'll workshop it. Well, I'm not. I didn't plan on talking about this. So we'll workshop it. Figure it out. It'll all come together nicely. I don't know where you are in the country, but in the Midwest, in Chicago in particular, it is 90 degrees. We decided no spring this year. I think we had spring for about a weekend, and people were like, mm, it's about enough of that, and went back to winter for a day, and now it's going to be sweaty ball season for the foreseeable future. And I don't have enough pairs of shorts, and now I got to get socks that are shorter. I got way too used to wearing higher-up socks. I used to be an ankle sock man year-round, and then... I found some nice winter socks that were a little thicker and look cool. And then my sons for Christmas got me Captain America and Iron Man socks. So I was loving those. Got a pair of Cubs socks. So I was like, all right, but now that it's shorts weather, I got to do something about these calves too. These are not, these are not grown man calves. I've got grown man shoulders. I got grown man biceps. I feel like I got a grown man chin. I got, I got a wonderful penis, but the, the legs on me are, are really lacking. You know, I think my friends, uh, Lisa Traeger and Megan Gailey were once on a podcast. I think they were on Nick Vaderat's podcast where I came up and immediately started making fun of my legs. And I didn't know that because they'd never said it to my face ever, you know? And I was a little bit hurt because I'm like, Hey, we could all bust chops. I'm a chop buster. I'm a ball buster. I'm a tit buster with, with all of us. We need to have a non-binary one. That's busting chops. If you're a non-binary listener. You don't identify one way or another. I'm going to say busting chops. If you're female, I'm busting your tits. If you're a dude, I'm busting your balls. Okay? 
just to cl- clear the air on those those terms. But I I never heard that before. So in my head, I'm like, what other things about me do they, do they talk shit about behind my back? Or was that just special for the podcast? You know, like imagine if I didn't know where I just was on another podcast and I started trashing their eyebrows. I, I, male listeners are going to be like, why the fuck would you make fun of anyone's eyebrows? The female listeners are like, oh my God, you do not talk shit about a woman's eyebrows. The women are crazy with their eyebrows, guys. I don't know if, if you ever say, hey, your eyebrows look like shit. <laughs> oh man. That's like taking a childhood doll and curb stomping it right in front of them. You take their little fucking American girl doll, you curb stomp it, and they would be less hurt than if you would have said, hey, who did your eyebrows? Stevie Wonder? <laughs> there needs to be a new famous blind person, too. We're discovering this. Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, if like the two most famous blind people in terms of modern references, both amazing musicians. How about that? There needs to be a new famous blind reference there needs needs to be a new way of saying i'm crying you know what i mean we gotta we gotta update things i feel like if anything comes forward in this new world we're living in it's let's update the slang new world speaking of a lot of stuff is opening now are you guys excited about it part of me is and part of me isn't I I don't know. There there are aspects of things where no, don't get me wrong. I love being able to go to bars again now. Um, I'm a stamp comedian. Obviously, I wanted all the clubs to open, so I'm thrilled that comedy clubs are open again. Uh, but I went to a couple Cubs games when it was only ten thousand people were allowed in the stadium, and let me tell you, they were fantastic. The idea of still enjoying the thing you like and being enough of an atmosphere, being able to go to the bathroom without a line. Being able to get beer and food without lines, uh, just not being shoulder to shoulder with people—I don't know. I don't. I can't believe I'm even saying this because there are times where I'm like, "Oh man, look how awesome that crowd is," you know. Uh, but you know, I got get older and things shift a little bit. Because as great as it is, it I can't even speak. As great as it is to be part of like a sick crowd, like you're at a concert and everyone's just bouncing to the music, and that's such a blast. There are times where you're like, "I really wish." There was a lot less people here. You know, if if a good 10,000 of you could get the fuck out of my way, I would be way happier right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm slightly torn. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be at a Cubs game in, a, in the next week or two. There's going to be 40,000 people, and I'm going to get shoulder bumped by some drunk frat boys that I'm not going to like. And I'm going to be like, oh, we don't, we don't remember how good we had it. We had it so good. Why did we complain? Why can't it just stay like I want things back open, but the, the smaller capacity was great because you still enjoyed some of your favorite bars. It, that was one thing that made me laugh when they're like bars are back open, but they can only be a 50% capacity. I'm like, my favorite bars never reach 50% capacity. This is going to be wonderful. No, no problem on this end. So it's going to be one of those, you know, as far as wearing masks go. Yes. If you're fully vaccinated, uh, the CDC says you do not have to wear a mask anymore. I think, great, cool. I still don't understand the people who get mad at people for wearing them. Okay, you're, you're one of those people that hated wearing a mask. You don't have to anymore if you're vaccinated. So there you go. You made it through the end of your horrible nightmare of putting cloth over your dumb mug. But why does that make you mad that other people are going to choose to continue to do it? Aren't you about freedom? They're choosing to still do it. I don't know what I'm going to do. It depends where I'm at, I believe, you know, because I'm fully vaccinated. So I'm technically would be allowed to not have a mask on. It depends the situation. 
maybe I'll wear it if I'm around people who I think it's going to make them upset. I'm like, oh, I bet these pricks will be real mad to see someone wearing a mask. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to walk in there and they're going to be like, uh, why are you wearing a mask? I'm going to be like, because I have, I have COVID and other diseases. You want to fucking make out? Come fucking talk to me. You know, that's what I'll say. But I do think we need to have a new, like, courtesy or new sense of decency you know uh if you're sick and you have to go to work wear a fucking mask i thought that was great this past year because every year of my life as long as i can remember at least once occasionally twice a year i get a cold so bad and i get a cough a cough so terrible that i literally cough myself to sleep coughing all night long i remember my now wife when you know we first started uh, sharing bed. That's the polite way of saying it. She was like, you literally coughed for eight hours, but you were asleep. You were sleep coughing. How is that? You know, I'm like, I, I know I still feel terrible. Sorry. I hope I didn't keep you up too long. It's just, but this past year didn't have it. Sleep cough, no more horrible chest cough gone. And I, it's because I was in less contact with people. And when I was out with, you know, I was wearing masks, washing hands way more. That's a better way of living. So yes, I want things to go back to as much as I want the world to be back in 2019, but can we take some of the lessons learned from 2020 when we go back to the way life was in 2019 and some things are better. I have a lot of friends who are like, oh man, they're, they're going to make us go back to work. I've been working from home and I'm loving it. I've got friends who are like, I'm more productive at home, you know, cause you're not trying to kill a clock when you work in an office, like a shitty office setting. And I've done it before. I've worked in those settings. So much of your day is staring at that clock being like, when will you fucking hit five o'clock so I could Fred Flintstone, yeah, but do time the fuck out of this place. And that's not a productive environment. You're doing enough not to get fired. But at home, I feel like you're kind of like, all right, what do I got to tackle? If I tackle this real quick, bam, I'm playing Xbox. Or if you're awesome like me, you got a Nintendo Classic Mini and you're playing RBI Baseball and then you found the old Tiny Toons game you were really good at and you're dominating that. Right? That's a way better afternoon than dealing with a bunch of dickheads that you would never even associate with if you weren't forced to share an office with. So yes, I think keep keep having people work from home as long as they're productive. And then these big companies are like, oh, cool. We don't need 20,000 square foot footage of office space in a downtown market that's way overpriced. We could get rid of that. Maybe we'll have a smaller office with like a conference room and once a week people could come in for like a meeting and then talk about an agenda or some shit. I think that's a way better plan. So I'm trying to find the positives that came from this past year and administer those going forward. If you got the sniffles, if you're sneezing and you're gross, wear a fucking mask when you go out in public, right? You're not, it's not about you. It's about protecting other people around you. Also, if you run a company and your coworker, your employees are happier at home, let them be at home. Done, right? So yeah, those are two things that really stand out to me. They're gonna be far better. And also from another standpoint of the employer-employee relationship, how about you value people? Treat them better, pay them more. Because I'm hearing a lot of people being like, fast food restaurant, pretty much every shitty place you would never want to work is having trouble hiring people. Everyone that, and everyone thinks it's a problem of because of unemployment benefits, like we're extended. That's what people are just going to keep going with unemployment so they could, well, yeah, no shit. But are you not seeing the bigger problem? You know, who's not having problems hiring people, companies that actually pay well and treat their employees. Well, they're not struggling. It's every shit fucking place you'd never want to work for. 
And I know some of you are like, what about the small businesses? They're going to hit it the hardest. Listen, if you open up a business and you couldn't factor in paying someone at least $15 an hour, then sorry, your business isn't going to survive. And I'm not, I'm not going to fucking feel bad for you. Should have figured out a better business plan. I'm supposed to feel sorry for you because you don't get to fucking exploit workers. You don't get to fucking pay someone six bucks an hour to man the grill. That So I'm, I'm supposed to feel sad for you. Oh, no, you didn't get to achieve your dream of ripping people off. Oh, what a bummer. Once you fucking get back behind the grill yourself, try to do it that way, you know, and then if this that's the thing, too, that's the biggest lie about the economy in ever is the idea that how people hire people. Here's how people hire people. It's literally supply and demand. So whenever you hear a politician say we need to cut taxes for corporations and then more jobs will occur, they will not. They will only hire people if it leads to them making more money. It's that simple. Now, if this podcast, the one I'm doing right now, the Joe Kilgallen podcast, starts to really, really start to blow up, and I find myself not being able to meet the supply of putting out content and cutting this stuff up, and I don't have the time for it anymore, I will only hire someone if if the, the money's there, of course, number one, and if I think it'll make it so that I can make more money. That's just how that works, right? Like, okay, say you own a, a burger joint. You're doing pretty well. You're profiting X amount of dollars. And then they say, hey, we're going to give you a tax cut. Will you hire someone else with the, with the money you're now getting from the tax cut? Your answer would be like, well, no, I don't need to because they're, you know, I'm doing fine with what I've got. Thanks for the extra money. It's nice that I don't have to pay as much as in taxes. Great. Uh, but they're only going to hire someone if they need, like if, if it gets to the point where customers are walking out of line because the line's too long, then they go, shit, I need to hire a new person. That way I get people in and out faster. And then people will leave going, oh, that was quick. That was a quick, delicious burger. I'll come here for lunch all the time. That's why you hire another person because that next employee makes you more money. You don't hire another person out of the goodness of your heart. I mean, you'd be nice if you did, but then that cuts into your bottom line. That's just not how business and commerce in general works. So many fucking lies at face value people just accept. It's crazy to me how people never take that extra step to think, oh, why is that though? You know, you hear something, but you don't follow it with, well, why is that though? I'm talking both sides either. I know this sounds like I'm getting real political here. I guess it's more economical I'm getting, but uh, honestly, ask why is that though? If we could all ask that question a little bit more often, we'd be far, far happier people. You know, I'll give an example. Uh, I've been doing this Cubs podcast, and some of you might think I'm sticking up for billionaires when I say this, but here, here's the deal: the Ricketts family, the owners of the Cubs, they borrowed pretty much all that money to buy the Cubs. Now, this is a flaw in our entire system, so I'm not really sticking them for anything. I'm just stating the facts of the matter. So they borrow all this money right? So they have to make payments on this. So when things are going great, that's awesome. They make the payments, no problem. And the bank is happy to lend them this money because they have this huge asset. So when I hear people say like, oh, the Cubs were just evaluated as the fourth most valuable franchise in Major League Baseball. They're worth $4 billion. And then I see people tweet stuff like a team that's worth $4 billion isn't going to go out and get another starting pitcher, or they had to trade a starting pitcher was making $20 million, all that kind of stuff. And I agree with you. I, they should spend more, and they can spend more, and they're being cheap in a lot of ways. But you can't – being evaluated at $4 billion does not mean they have $4 billion. That means if they sold it, they'd get $4 billion. And a lot of you might be like, well, then sell it. Sell it, right? No, because they want to keep – they want to own the team because it's an appreciating asset, and they, they still profit off of the team. 
but they need to profit a certain amount to pay back the bank. And they can't pay back the bank unless they have the team. So it's this weird circle of like who owns what really, you know? Um, the whole economic system in this country is just made up. Money's not real. I saw a great uh, analogy where someone said like, all right, you go to a hotel that has a $100 reimbursement. You, you know, it's $100 for the room, but if you don't like it, they'll give you a refund the next day. All right, here's the $100. Next day, I had a bad time. All right, here's your $100 back. But the that owner took the 100 bucks you gave him the day before, already brought it to the bank to pay off a bill, and then those people paid off another bill, and then say that money went back to someone who owed the bank, not the bank, the hotel manager money. And then the hotel manager takes the money that he got paid back and gives it back to you. Where You know what I mean? Like That money got circled around and it really doesn't even exist at that point. It's it's that I, I explained that terribly, by the way. I'm going to find the exact TikTok video I saw. That's where I'm getting my education from everyone. TikTok now. It made perfect sense the way this the skinny guy on TikTok was explaining it, though. I definitely think that there is a lot about the economy that is good, but there is so much about it that's terrible. It's a comedian friend, Kyle Ayers, who tweeted yesterday he had had like emergency brain surgery and all that, and his insurance company just drops him. Like, I thought that was completely unethical and all that, but he, and I think it is, and he's going through the process. But he shouldn't have to go through the, some fucking crazy process. He's dealing with enough. He literally had a surgery on his fucking brain. They cut his skull open. And in between that, he has to deal with paperwork and calling insurance agents and all that shit. Just get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's not anti-capitalist to say, hey, we need a fucking universal health care in this country. We need a Medicare for all system because way too many people are getting sick and it's embarrassing that the most wealthy country on the planet can't take care of people when it's sick. Oh, greatest, greatest country on earth. Really? Anytime someone gets sick, they're fucked. Are you or that go, go fund me is our goddamn healthcare plan. That's, that's what it's come down to. Oh, you're sick. Cool. Get all your fucking friends together to donate money. It's just dumb. It's dumb and it's immoral and it's, and I disagree with it on so many different levels. We're asking to take one industry and say, hey, this one industry is not going to be for massive profit. Okay? Doctors will still get paid well. Nurses will still get paid well. But all the money left over doesn't need to be lining the fucking pockets of people who aren't really doing shit other than exploiting people. Really what it comes down to. All these fucking things. To, how, why? You know what it is, though? It's because the the fucking CEOs and the corporations, really corporations, I should, I should say, they pay off the politicians. It still blows my mind that the EpiPen was the invention of that, the discovery, the creation of that was funded by us, taxpayer money. But then that guy gets to patent it. And then the patent was sold. And then the new guy was like, oh, this thing that was like 50 bucks before, I'm going to make it $800. Why? Because fuck you people. That's why. Because I'm a money-hungry piece of shit sociopath. Because you, you, that's the only explanation. Anyone who takes a fucking instrument like the EpiPen and, and the, that other fucking prick, that Martin Scarelli loser piece of shit, who took AIDS drugs, and you know I can't swear on the other podcast, I'm going to be swearing way more on this one, who took the AIDS drugs that were vital for people to live, to survive, and marked them up a 1,000% more than they previously cost. You're Only a sociopath would do a thing like that. Hey, this medication that's necessary for you to exist, I'm going to make it way harder for you to get it. And a lot of you are probably going to die because you can't get it anymore. But I'm going to make more money. Isn't that great? If I ever met that guy, I would literally break every tooth in his fucking mouth. I'd grab by the back of his stupid, scraggly, fucking stringy-ass bullshit hair and just start fucking smashing teeth in. I would. I, 
and you guys know me, I'm not a violent person. I would fucking do that. Cause just the, the existence of a person like that. Damn dude. That's why, that's why I come. Sometimes I wish we did live in a different era. Cause if back in the day, like imagine during like Braveheart times, they were like early 1300s, late 1200s. If there was someone out there who's like, I discovered medicine that's going to stop leprosy or whatever the fuck the big thing was at the time. Oh, that's great, man. Everyone give me everything you're worth. Wait, what? If you get this, you have to give me everything you're worth. It'd be like, is that what you think? Hey, someone give me that big, huge rock. I'm going to smash your fucking skull in. I'm sorry. Here you go. It'd be like that. But now we can't do that. We're civilized enough. And there's laws that these guys took their fucking access tax cuts. Hey, the tax cuts y'all got that we thought you'd hire more people with. They took that and they just bought up more fucking politicians. Just saying like this, if this country is truly going to fucking live up to its potential of being this, this amazing thing, it's, you got to get money out of politics. That's the number one thing we got to do. Get money out of politics. I feel like that's a strong note to end the podcast on. Thank you for everyone for listening to about 32 minutes of me rambling. I apologize for the audio issue early on in the podcast. I hope you still heard me clearly enough. And uh, we'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming of Wednesday episodes. I believe I could still stay with the Wednesday episodes. If not, um, I'll find another day, but I'll be consistent because I got to get this thing back to being where it consistently comes out every week. You guys are great. Check out the YouTube channel. If you're Cubs fans, check out Lockdown Cubs. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Tons of videos there. I'm approaching 50,000 followers on TikTok. I feel like that's kind of a cool number. Uh, So, yeah, if you guys are on the talk, follow me there. And you guys, you know, be good to each other. Have a good weekend. Enjoy this weather. Get out there. You know, um, all I could preach is for people to be good to each other. I know I got real negative there toward the end, started rambling on some stuff, but you know, it's, I've got friends who are going through some things that I feel like are totally unnecessary and, um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bummer to see sometimes. So anyway, everyone be good to each other. If you got diarrhea, cancel the podcast you're going to do. Cheers.